nothing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. That's right, no gas man today on a Georgetown Beer Friday. It's a People's Court Friday. We will still play as Puck a Schmuck Friday. Feltsy's here. Hey. Neil Scott is here as Mechanical Penis. It's insured. He is here as well. And you, the listeners, you, the fine listeners out there, the three of you that listen to this show that support us every single day, you know your names. Brad, Keith, Tom. I think those are the three. I think I've covered them. You guys uh, interact with us every single day. We appreciate uh, the feedback here on this Georgetown Beer Friday. It's also a Mayor of Maple Open Friday as well. Furness will be doing his show down there uh, from Druid's Glen Golf Course at 1 o'clock. Myself and several of the Neanderthals here at the radio station will be hopping in. A shuttle express coming up at 1.30 today and making the long, long trek down to Druid's Glen Golf Course uh, for the event that uh, will happen today. A great cause, great tournament that Ian puts on every single year, raising money uh, for the Avery Huffman Foundation uh, to battle DPIG. Uh, Of course, uh, Brandon, his family, uh, losing their daughter Avery a few years ago uh, to that horrific uh, disease, horrific cancer that's taken many lives. We all know about that. And Holinsky's Hope, uh, the other charity that will be uh, honored today uh, for the fallen Wazoo quarterback, Tyler Holinsky. So we'll be down there today raising money, giving out beer cards today. Anyone that's playing today now, it's sold out. You can still go down there and support the cause if you'd like at Druid's Glen Golf Course. Drink beer there. Stop on by. Uh, screw around with us. Uh, throw some money down. Do some raffle items. You don't have to play, but it is completely sold out. Anyone that is getting gearing up to play later today, uh, anyone who beats our score will get a gift card to Georgetown Brewery. Last year, we handed out a lot. We were one over last year in the two-man scramble. I have set a goal of 600 today. That's a lofty goal. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's a big improvement. <laughs> Seven shots, it's a huge improvement. I think it's in us. You've been practicing? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, Not so at all. should be a lot of beer given out then. There probably is a lot of beer given out. Now, I've, I've brought everything here. You saw my beer container yeah. that I brought here today. <laughs> I, my Lord, I, I'm telling you, and I was telling the guys that uh, who I told Ian this yesterday, uh, get prepared not to be able to walk because I'm bringing so much beer. I mean, I, I <laughs> the place I stopped off last night, I, I took them out of business, how much beer I brought. So, Mayor of Maple Valley Open happening uh, later this uh, afternoon. Ian will have more on this coming up uh, at 1 o'clock. On the show today, the great Curtis Crabtree, he's going to join us in our next segment for major sports news because we're going to have to talk about the Mariners. A tough one last night, but good crowd, great game. Great first game to the series against Boston. That's what I thought. It was a great opening game to the four-game series. It was awesome to watch. They lost, which stocks, obviously. But if it's one game, did it give an indication that they're not going to get blown out by these teams over the next 10 games when they're facing the Red Sox and the Yankees? It was a good crowd. I don't know what it was like. Anyone who was there yesterday, I would love at some point to hear from the audience. And I don't know how much time we have with callers. We can try and sprinkle it in every now and again, but we are pretty jam-packed. Maybe via the text line of 49451. What was the ratio like? How many Mariner fans were there compared to Western Washington? I've never been to Boston Red Sox fan. The Auburn fan, yeah. yeah the Auburn fan. We always pick on Auburn. How, how, much, how many Federal Way in Auburn and uh, Everett and Seattle Red Sox fans were there compared to actually Mariner fans? I'd like to know anyone that went to the game. 
Not the actual people that are from Boston. Not the people who like traveled out here, who used to live there, who were born there. The group that has never been there before, but then dons the Red Sox gear. What was it like yesterday? I don't know. On TV, it seemed like it was it was okay. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was drowning anyone out. So Curtis will join us uh, coming up next. Uh, Dave Sims, a Mariners broadcaster at 1120. We're going to have Dave on. We'll talk a little Ms. We'll also talk about a cool event that they have coming up on Sunday. Uh, do the Mariners of the ballpark. Uh, for Father's Day, Roger Bennett. Now, I'm really excited about this. You soccer nerds out there, you should get excited for this. Even if you're not yeah. a snocker, soccer nerd, you're going to love this guy. Roger Bennett, and Jackson knows this, and he can explain it better than I can, is one half of the Men in Blazers. Men in Blazers soccer podcast, video cast that they do. World renowned, world famous Men in Blazers. They're the most entertaining guys on the earth who talk about soccer, in my opinion. Yes, and Roger Bennett, uh, one half of that, is going to join us because they're doing an event, I think, this weekend over at the Showbox down in Soto. And uh, they'll be there tomorrow. And and so we're going to have him on. And then it's perfect because it's the World Cup, and we'll talk about the World Cup with him. And then we'll also talk about uh, the uh, Sounders and all that. People's Court today, uh, based on our daily poll question, it will kind of feed in with that. Uh, today's daily poll question, you know, gas is out. If you'd love to volley in a thought where gas is, 49451. <laughs> Creative, funny wins. <laughs> what do you think gas is up to today? 49451. Uh, today is the Mary Maple Valley Open, supporting the Avery Strong DIPG Foundation, also Holinsky Hope at Druid's Glen Golf Course. We want to know, what, if anything, should happen to players warming up on the range with earbuds in at today's Maple Valley Open? <laughs> Your options are kicked out of the tournament, assessed a two-shot penalty, you must drink well tequila or nothing. And right now I can tell you that 50% say drink well tequila, 29% say nothing, 11% say assess the two-shot penalty. My choice would be 10% kicked out of the tournament. So you can vote right now. What, if anything, should happen to players warming up for the Mayor Maple Valley Open today at the range with earbuds in? Your choice is there. Vote right now. Jason Puckett 20 on Twitter. We're also going to use that coming up for our People's Court. Uh, there at 12.20, we need 12 jurors. One of you is going to come away uh, with a $25 gift card to the world-famous, the best brewery in all of the land, Georgetown Brewery. All right, we, 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 I put Jackson to, to task the other day on something. And it would have worked better yesterday, but it's okay because they're coming off a win, and these two guys were the, the catalyst for the victory. Right. Was uh, Gene Segura and Mitch Hanniger. But that's fine because it still plays out today. We always dwell... Maybe I shouldn't say we. I do. I know I do. And I know there's other Mariner fans out there like me. I always do dwell on the bad trades this organization has made over the years. And it's not all on DePoto, but it's just the years. We are always the franchise that gets screwed over on the uh, on the trades. The Adam Jones, it's Mark Lowe, Jason Veritek. This one that, that Jerry DePoto pulled off a couple of years ago might be the best trade ever in franchise history. He gets Gene Segura. And Mitch Hanniger, Taiwan Walker, and uh, Cattell Marte. Also, they received Zach Curtis, who's a left-hand pitcher. He was kind of a, an afterthought of that. It happened November 23rd, 2016. It's the day before Thanksgiving. And none of us had, we never, we, we weren't on the air on Thursday or Friday. Apple Cup was a big game that year. It was another game in which Wazoo failed to show up in the Apple Cup, so that's fun. But then we finally get back to like Tuesday to react to the trade. It obviously has been a home run of a trade. Segur and Hanniger, it's, it's, I mean, if you are evaluating the trade now between Seattle and Arizona, it's not even close how much the Mariners have won that trade 
Walker's not even pitching. I'll be honest, I'm not even sure what's up with Marte right now. Hanniger and Segura are stars right now. They're all they should be all stars. I thought it would be fun to listen back to all the hosts the uh, a couple of days after the trade went down in the offseason and what everyone sounded like. What was everyone's reaction? This is not, we're not trying to make fun of people because we're all in there. Who are we starting off with first? We'll start with our with the morning show. All right, let's start off with the uh, the morning show. Their reaction to the Segura Hanniger deal. I ended up like running this through my head like for three straight days. Oh boy, I'm, it's still running through my head uh, on whether or not I like it. Uh, in exchange, the Mariners get uh, Gene Segura, middle infielder who's coming off a banner year for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, you are taking a risk that Segura indeed came into his own this last year. He was outstanding this last year. I mean, even better, I think, than the numbers even indicate. He hit the ball with authority. I wouldn't have done it because I look bigger picture. That being said, I think I understand why he did it, and I am excited about seeing Segura. Okay, that's Chuck Powell. Who That was his take on the Gene Segura-Mitch Hanniger deal. There's going to be a reoccurring theme here for most people. Uh, listen, basically, and that's a 30-second clip that no really mention of Hanniger. And really, when you read all the stories, no mention of Hanniger at all. All right, who is, uh, who's show number two? We'll go chronologically, so you're, you're, you're up next. So this is me and Ian, 2016, the Tuesday after the deal, This right? is just you, and then I have a separate for Ian. Okay, perfect. You've seen plenty of guys come from the National League to the American League that just struggle. And this guy, what, what, what you know, what Segura had a nice <laughs> year last year. Before that, he, you know, he had struggled. So you, you better hope that he delivers on what he did last year. And it, it makes for a nice, you know, shortstop and second base combo. And that infield with him and Seager and Cano should be very good. I think that the ultimately you'll look back on this deal whether or not it works is if the young outfielder that you acquired is anything. Mm-hmm. Because if the, the Mitch Hanniger guy is is anything, then all of a sudden you you have an outfielder yeah. finally, a guy with some power. <laughs> now if he doesn't pan out, then you're like, okay, all right. So that was my take. You threw in. I mentioned Hanniger. You did. All right. And if it were and so far it's worked out. Hanniger has worked out. This is really an exercise to pat myself on the back. Is really what it's turned. That's into. all this turned out to be. <laughs> all of this. Well, we could go a different direction, but we won't. All right. Uh, and the next person. This is Ian reacting to the Segura. Hanniger, Marte, Walker deal. You can only have one. Is it going to be oh, the Canadian or is it going to be your, your first-round pick in Walker from back in the day? So they picked, obviously, James Paxton, the left-handed, the power thrower. The problem is... God, I hope that doesn't bite him. N- but, but neither one of those guys <laughs> you feel like you could count on. But in the back of your mind, there is the thought uh. and the scary part that if you trade one of them, in this case they trade Walker, do you see him go to Arizona and have a you know 18-win well, season? You and see it all the time, 200 guys. strikeouts. See, you see the negativity starting yep. to come in? You see yep. it all the time. This is what happens to Seattle. Uh, of course, that, what do you, you have Tommy John surgery? I think that's what uh, ultimately happened there with Taiwan Walker. We wish him the best, though. All right, uh, final one. Do we have Softy and Fain or just Softy? It's just Softy. All right, here's Softy's take on the Segura-Hanniger deal, Walker-Marte. So this guy, Segura, is that how you pronounce his name, Segura? Yeah, Gene Segura. Yeah. Gene Segura. <laughs> Did you look and see what the Mariner leadoff hitters did combined a year ago? Yeah, it was awful. 270 with a 719 OPS. This guy comes over here, and we'll see if the numbers translate. He's going to raise the average 49 points, and he's going to raise the OPS 150 points versus where they were a year ago. So an immediate upgrade 
at leadoff, an immediate upgrade at shortstop, and it cost him a guy in Taiwan Walker who I think they were frustrated as hell with, man. There you go. We should start the start of that one again. Yeah. So this guy, Segura. Is that how you pronounce his name, Segura? Yeah, G- <laughs> what else did he, let me ask you. What else did he think the name was going to be? Yeen? Maybe the, maybe the J well, was I silent? Mean, you look at his last name, Segura. That's not real complicated, right? No, not really. <laughs> so pretty much everyone was, I don't know, no one killed the deal. No, nobody killed the deal. Nobody killed the deal. Everyone was kind of like, hey, we, we all kind of sat on the fence a little bit, but oh, that's man. fine. That's what you should do in these trades because you don't know. You don't have any idea what, exactly what's going to happen. All right, Curtis Crabtree is going to join us next for major sports news. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on. We'll talk a little bit more about this deal because I don't think we've spent enough time on how important this trade has been in the franchise history. And also, mini camp wrapped up yesterday. Oh, Puntergate. Who are we going to go with? Curtis Crabtree will join us next. And on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR, entertaining sports talk. All right, let's update the uh, the daily poll today. Gas is out. You can text in 49451. What do you, what where do you think he is? I know where he's at. I'm not sure I'm going to reveal it ultimately, but where where do you think he's at? 49451. Be creative, be funny. But even though he's out, we'll update you on our daily poll question. Today, of course, is the mayor of Maple Valley Open, supporting great causes like Avery Strong, DIPG, also Holinsky Hope. It's going to take place at Druid's Glen Golf Course. What, if anything, should happen to players warming up on the range with earbuds in? This is a very sensitive topic for me. All you golf fans out there. I know we've got a bunch of golf fans. I know we only have four listeners, but of those four, we should have some golf fans out there. You can vote right now, Jason Puckett 20. Here are your choices. Kicked out of the tournament, assessed a two-shot penalty, drink well tequila or nothing. Right now, 51% say drink well tequila. 28% say nothing. Surprised it's that high, I'll be honest with you. 11% say assessed a two-shot penalty. 10% of you say, the smart ones, kicked out of the tournament. So you can vote right now, Jason Puckett 20. What, if anything, should happen to players warming up on the range today for the Mayor of Maple Valley Open if they have earbuds in? We'll also make this a part of our People's Court, which we will, of course, do today uh, at 1220. The 12 o'clock hour, as you know, you've been joining us for years. The 12 o'clock hour is the hour of fun here on a Friday. We'll play as Puck a Schmuck at 12 o'clock. I'll ask you a series of five questions. You have to determine whether or not I'm telling the truth or not. And then 1220... Uh, Lunch with listeners, People Scored Edition, and we'll talk about earbuds on the range. Uh, Dave Sims at 11.20. Roger Bennett, Men and Blazers, soccer podcast at 11.45, talking about the World Cup and, of course, the MLS. And those guys are in town tomorrow for an event uh, at the Showbox. We'll give you more details. Let me quickly update you on what's happening at the U.S. Open. Chinnacock Hills, right? And Dustin Johnson, round one leader, continues to be your leader. Three under 67 today. He's four under is Dustin Johnson. Uh, currently has a three-shot lead over Ian Poulter. Ian Poulter yet to tee off right now. He'll tee off in about 10 minutes from right now. Scott Piercy is underway. He's even par. Tommy Fleetwood finished his day. Low round, I believe, of the day so far. Four under 66. Fleetwood now one over for the tournament. Henrik Stenson, uh, an even round 70 today, so he's at plus one. Uh, Justin Rose... Uh, has just gone off, and so he is at plus one as well. You're going to ask me, where, where's Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods birdied his final two holes. 
and he shot a two over 72. So he is at 10 over right now for the tournament. The projected cut as of now is plus nine. Mike Davis, who runs the USJ, feels like it's going to be 10 or 11, but we'll wait and see. So as of now, he would not be playing on the weekend. Uh, Tiger Woods. Roy McIlroy will tee off at about oh, 20 minutes or so. He's sitting uh, at 10 over. Jordan Spieth also teeing off with McIlroy and Mickelson. Spieth there at 8 over. Justin Thomas finished his round today, even 70. Uh, right now for the championship at 4 over. One guy I would keep an eye on would be Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler will tee off in about 30 minutes from now. He's currently at 3 over. And then the World Cup. What do we have in the World Cup today? So I... We're going to talk to Roger Bennett, men and Blazers, coming up later. Uruguay, the first match, they beat Egypt, right? 1-0? 1-0, and it should have been much worse. What happened in the Iran-Morocco oh game? Oh, God. Because you're telling me that someone is going to be dead. Perhaps. This is We may horrible. have our first death of the Russia World Cup. It's 0-0 between okay. Morocco and Iran going into extra time of the second half. Or out of time, I should say. It's the 95th or 96th minute, uh, and Iran sends a corner in to the to the goal area, uh, to the box, and a Moroccan defender trying to head the ball out the back heads it into his oh, own my goal. God. So it's an own goal in the 95th or 96th minute that wins it for Iran <laughs> one. Zero. Oh my God! That's how they lost the game. That's how they lost one. So what's going to happen? Goal. You think something's going to happen? Uh, okay, listen. Uh, Is I this commonplace that... in this world of soccer that something's going to happen to one of these guys? I've, well, I've... yeah. I don't want to joke around this, but this there happened are... to the. Was it the kid? Uh, was it for Colombia? Right. I believe that's right. That's yeah, they, they had the own goal. Yeah. yeah, I forget what country it was. but yeah, I think it was Colombia. It was exactly. Pablo Escobar. So, so, yeah, that's what happened was uh, a player was murdered after, oh, after yeah. an own goal. Oh, that's you know, and listen, I, mean, I, I can't say that. The, joking. Jokingly, we say Yes, that, but, we're joking. But yeah, before anybody you know, just kills us on the text this line. This whole show is a joke, for no, God's sake. This guy is going to be just destroyed by every Moroccan fan oh. alive. It's an own goal in the 95th or 96th minute to lose your world cup opening game for a team that doesn't make the world cup every so often i mean morocco i'll have to go and look back they don't sound like a team i don't think who's been in the world cup a, a lot and okay. i mean i'll have to look back and then the game bad, coming but... up later will when we have roger bennett i'll be halftime oh, of the spain portugal matchup that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one that's, this i know is spain's gonna least. be good because you have spain on your world cup draft well maybe not anymore and then they fired their coach right before the world cup portugal uh, who has who has portugal uh you have portugal i don't know but who's who's their star player in portugal uh, cristiano ronaldo yeah. cristiano ronaldo who's uh, I mean, he's the one who wants vengeance in the World Cup. He's he's gonna <laughs> he's, he's out for blood. He he wants this thing maybe more than any other single player. If someone sees, you know where I think Curtis Crabtree is because this is what we call stalling in the in the radio business because yeah. we can't find Curtis Crabtree. <laughs> I guarantee that son of a gun is on a driving range right now with earbuds in, and this is why he's not hearing his phone ring or has any idea what's going on. So if you see Curtis at a driving range with his earbuds in. I tell him he's missing his scheduled visit with his best friend, Jason Puckett. We've both texted him. I've called That's, him a number of times. Yeah, I, this is what he does. He's at a late night game, and then what Curtis does, he he gets done with his game. The game, he's probably home at eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and then he what he does. This guy goes to bed like at four. He goes and works out at like midnight, and then goes to bed like at five. So he's sleeping. That's why I, per- I probably should have known that when I asked him to come on and. 10:20 today. Uh, that's okay. That's fine. Dave Sims will join us at 11:20. As I mentioned before, Roger Bennett, Men and Blazers, uh, at 11:45, and then it's our hour of fun. Is Puck a Schmuck? Lunch with listeners, people scored. Uh, we'll do that at uh, the noon hour 
and we'll uh, give away 25 bucks to Jimmy Max. Also, 25 bucks uh, to Georgetown Brewery. Mariners back in action tonight. They lose game one of the series against the Red Sox, but whatever. David Price was excellent. Hell, Felix was good. Felix was really good. And, uh, I mean, the thing with Felix, though, that is you have to guard against being optimistic about what happened last night. I don't God, that's hard to do. But he has these games, and actually, if you look at it all season long, this is what he's been like. It's one good game out of four every month. I mean, this is kind of his has been his trend this year. But he delivered yesterday, and everyone will ask the same old question. Will he be, is this finally the start where he finally realizes he's got to be more like this pitcher? I don't know. I said it yesterday when, when Gas and I were talking about it, that uh, I'm not sure with Terry Blunt, I'm not sure why it hasn't kicked in yet for him to be that type of guy, but it, I mean, he is just, I don't know if he's not fully embraced being that type of pitcher, but it was great to see him perform last night. If they can bottle up that performance and he can pitch like that pretty much consistently every fifth day, then there's no doubt they're going to be in the postseason. I mean, there's, because he's been the one guy right now on this pitching staff that has kind of held them back. But overall, I thought the game was great. I mean, they didn't come out on the winning end. You thought, especially when they get in the ninth inning, and they get those two runners on, and you're thinking to yourself, well, here they go again. They're going to do it one more time. Everyone had that same type of confidence in it, and then they didn't get it done. That's what it, it was kind of so massively deflating last night when they didn't get it done because they've been getting it done all season long. And getting those two runners on, you have Kyle Seeger coming up. You have Ryan Healy, uh, who's been so hot yeah, lately. Great. Four home runs in that L.A. series. You thought, okay, great. You're going to tie the game up. There's a chance you win it. It was such a surprise to see them not come through. Did it feel like Healy was running in cement? Uh, yes. It felt- I know he's not the fastest guy in the world, but it really just seemed like when they when they turned the double play that he would be a lot closer at that time at first base. Yes, and in addition to that, how about the double play that was turned on Gene Segura, I think yeah. maybe in, in, the, in the inning before, wow. where he was only halfway up the first baseline wow. when it was thrown to first? Wow. Where was he? Wow. That's not good. The, the one at bat, though, is it, and again, it's it's been a problem all year long for him. At least he hasn't carried it over into his defensive play. Yeah. But at some point, you know, they need Kyle Seager to be Kyle Seager. And probably at the end of the year, we'll, everyone's going to say the same thing, that Kyle Seager will eventually be the guy at the back of his baseball card. I mean, look at how consistently he has been over the years because he is always consistent. I mean, he pretty much for the entire career here in Seattle has put together the same stat line every single year. Like you can almost guarantee when you look at him and what he does, you're like, oh, no, he'll be, you know, his average will be, you know, right around, you know, 260-ish, 270. He'll have probably just under 100 RBIs, and he'll have probably around 20, mid-20 home runs. And you look at it, that's what he like does every single year almost. I mean, from his like second year in the league, it's 260, 20, and 86. 260, 22, and, and 69. 268, 25, and 96. I mean, on and on and on. I mean, last year he, he did a dip in his average. He was 249, 27, and 88. Right now he's at 226, 12 home runs, and 41 RBIs. Probably at the end of the year, if he has a hot you know, July and August and September, which he still obviously has plenty of time to get there, that he will see those career averages in which he usually puts together you know, a 261 average, about 21 home runs, and about you know, 71, 72 RBIs. He pro- he'll probably be right there. So he will play to the back of his baseball card eventually. But it's the weird thing about Kyle Seager that he, there are these ebbs and flows with him throughout the season and how he performed. At times that he is on fire and he's one of the best hitters in the game and he's driving guys in left and right. 
And then he goes in through these lulls of the t- of the season in which he can't hit anything. He can't he can't do anything at the plate. It's massively frustrating to kind of watch him perform offensively. And I don't know what's going on in his personal life, and I don't want to like you know berate him for what happened yesterday. It was a bad at bat. I mean, it was it just was bad. It, you know he was swinging high fastballs, and I know Kimbrel's a stud, and but you know in that situation, you know. Uh, Fair or unfair, there's an expectation when you're making a hundred million dollars to come through with something. And for the most part this season, he hasn't come through with some clutch hits. And that was a you know situation last night. If he just gets a single, they're gonna tie the ball game up. You never know what happens. But it was just was a poor at bat. I don't know what's going on in his personal life. He missed the the game the other day for personal reasons, so I hope everything is going okay. But this is a guy that, you know, without Cano and he they need him to kind of get going here to help out some of the offensive load. Their pitching has been remarkable here since Cano has gone out. You know, their offense is kind of actually taking a little bit of a dip. It would be nice if someone like him would be able to step up. You know, at the, at the end of the year, we're gonna, we are going to see those numbers average out, I think. You're right in that sense. And that bodes well for this team because so many other guys are on fire right now. So as they then go through their lulls, if Seager's able to then turn turn it on and he's able to get out of this lull, then you have something that averages out and you make up for it and this team stays hot as a whole. You just want a guy in that situation right there. Like for a guy who has struggled to play it all season long, like that was the one, one opportunity for him. Yeah. Do I think... You never know what happens after that. I mean, maybe he can take some of the pressure off of him and start to relax at the plate or whatever his issues are now in terms of why he is. This struggle this year has seemed different than years past. Maybe it's not. Maybe we could look back at his past seasons in which, you know, at the end of the year where he puts together the same type of stat line that he always does. It just seems like he's a little, he's more off this year at the plate than he has been in years past. Now, I'll just repeat what I said in the beginning of the segment. The great thing is, is it hasn't taken away from what he's done defensively. Because defensively, he's been, he's been sensational. But even in a loss, and even though they didn't score a bunch of runs, and this is why I think, you know, even for the, the hardcore, well, I know the hardcore baseball fan will, will love it, the fringe baseball fan. You know, yesterday's game also is an example of why you can just appreciate a low-scoring game. You know, I know there's always these ideas of being able to let's, let's make the game more fun. Let's speed up the game. Let's uh, everyone loves more runs being scored. Chicks the dig home the run, long ball. Chicks dig the long ball. Yeah. But you can appreciate that yesterday, <laughs> a two-one ball game that was an excellent pitch ball game by both starters and Price. Surprise, Price was able to get as far as he did because he's a a video game junkie. But the <laughs> the fact is that Price pitched great, and so did Felix. And the good news with Felix is. You just want to see it carry over to the next start because we've seen this before. We saw it two starts ago with Tampa Bay. Now that's not as good as a lineup, obviously, that Minnesota or that Boston is. But then he followed up his next start with Tampa Bay, and he, it was his worst start of the season. He just needs to find consistency. Maybe it finally gets going for him to find this consistency. James Paxson will be on the mound today. Somebody asked me on Twitter, "Do you think this is the biggest start in James Paxson's career tonight?" I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it's his biggest start in his career, but I don't know, I'll play along. I mean, it's it's probably one of his most significant starts. Now, if he loses tonight, it doesn't mean they're not going to the postseason. He's not going to ruin their season. But a guy who is the ace of the staff, and I kind of see what what the what the listener was was getting at. He's the ace of the staff. He's taken that mantle from Felix. If he's going to be that guy, continue to be that guy. A, a game like tonight. 
if he goes in and shuts them down and and buries them in the ground, one will go a long way in just showing the rest of the league that the team is actually serious and they're actually really, really good. And then two, I think it starts to put to rest some of the, the negatives about James Paxton. Doesn't have it in between the years, right? Mentally, he's not that tough. And I think he is over the year, over the last year and a half, I thought, I think personally, he's answered those questions. Physically, he's one of the most gifted pitchers in the game. I don't think anybody can really debate that. His stuff is as good as anyone, especially from the left side. But he has had this knock on him that, yeah, he mentally he kind of wilts at times. Tonight will be a great test for him. If he can go in with that lineup and shut them down and lead them to a big victory here tonight, you know, then they get game two of this series. And again, it's just another kind of message made to the rest of the league. And I think a message, more importantly, for James Paxson that he can go out on a big stage in front of a big crowd. I'm sure the crowd's going to be great tonight and deliver. And he's had massive amount of success against Boston. It's only three career starts, but he's 2-0 with a 0.39 ERA and three career starts against Boston. His last eight starts, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's 5-0 with a 1.87 ERA there for James Paxson. So James Paxson getting the uh, call tonight against Rick Porcello, Red Sox and Mariners, game two of that series. All right, coming up next, uh, we've got a fun thing we're doing for our KJR Cares-a-thon. Jackson has put together an unbelievable prize package. Uh, for for you guys that you're going to participate, you get to play soccer against, wait for it, KJR personalities. Boy, that should be fun. Jackson will give you the details next. This to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. You're damn right it's entertaining. All right, 11 o'clock hour coming up on the old radio show. I love uncomfortable radio. Because this is what this show is. It's uncomfortable. We make you uncomfortable. And I love I love when other radio hosts attack other hosts. We don't do that here. We're all fun and game and games in this city. We respect everybody. I think there's a mutual respect. But it's not that way in every market. And there's some great audio coming out of a New York City. New York of all places. <laughs> Crazy. Just damn good. I just love radio on radio crime. There's nothing better than that for me. The Ar- the Arizona guys who did back. And oh forth. well, oh, those guys were partners. Yeah, exactly. Chuck knows those guys. I mean, those, those guys were that's uh, Wolfley and uh, and uh, what's his name? I don't. I can't remember the other guy, but yeah, Th- that they were on the same team. These th- this beef. Is you want to go to a opposing radio station? <laughs> but it's funny. It's a Friday. It's a laugh Friday. It's also a Georgetown beer Friday. If you're looking for beer on this Friday, uh, get yourself uh, some Georgetown six packs of Bodie Zaffa, Rogers, a Lucille. Go down to uh, Georgetown. I think if I read this correctly on the web, that's what we call it up in Ballad the Web. I believe this week they have their first batch of L.A. Woman has been oh. uh, unveiled this week. Uh, L.A. Woman is in a wonderful Kolsch. Beer. If you like Kolsch beers, you're going to love uh, L.A. Woman, designed uh, for the beautiful, the talented uh, folks over there over at Georgetown Brewery. All right? It, it's a wonderful Kolsch beer. You're going to love it. L.A. Woman's out right now. Go spend some money this weekend and get yourself uh, some beer there from uh, Georgetown Brewery. All right. 
with Red Sox Mariners coming up tonight. Game two of that series. James Paxton on the mound against Rick Porcello. Remember, I mentioned the numbers of, of Paxton against Boston this year. It's only three games. I get it. He's 2 and 0 with a 0.39 ERA. Uh, but it dates back to 2015. Here's a breakdown of what he's done in his three starts. I mean, he's been unbelievable against this squad. 2015, eight innings, five hits, zero runs, two Ks. 2016, eight innings, four hits, one run, six Ks. Last season, seven innings, four hits, zero runs, ten strikeouts. All that, well, you know what this means? He's got to get shelled tonight. No, don't, no. Jinxing. No. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Oh, one thing I wanted to pass on before. Uh, we get you. We'll update you on the U.S. Open and, and uh, World Cup, and also we have a huge announcement for our KJR Cares-a-thon, which is right around the corner and involves soccer and you getting to play against us. But, but we've got major sports news. Major sports news. We must discuss major sports news when it happens. This is a shocker from the NBA world. Because if everyone has been following what's happened in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard officially today has asked for a trade out of San Antonio. No one would have seen this thing coming <laughs> that already. he wants out of San Antonio. He played, what, a game this year and then complained? He's, he could have played, but he's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't really want to play this year. I don't know what happened with Kawhi Leonard, but he is apparently officially asked to be out of San Antonio. Amazing. It hasn't happened already, though. No. So there he is, Kawhi Leonard, going to be on the open market. So if you're like me and thought a sneaky team, and I guess they still could be a sneaky team, if LeBron could go there, if Popovich could talk LeBron in going there, LeBron watch over the summer, that'd be a nice little uh, trio there of LeBron, Kawhi, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Maybe if LeBron calls up Kawhi and says, uh, Kawhi, it's uh, Braun here. Yeah, I'm not going to go to L.A. I would like to come to San Antonio and play with you. Maybe Kawhi Leonard changes his tune and stays. Because that's a trio that could have a shot against Golden State. He goes to the – I know this Lakers talk is absurd. Not going to the Lakers. Could LeBron bring him to Cleveland? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I don't know he what the hell they there. Yeah. All right, so kicking cancer at Century Link Field. Uh, this is part of our Raising Money for Strong Against Cancer and the KJR Cares-a-thon uh, benefiting Seattle, uh, Seattle's Children's Hospital. Um, you, ta- you take it from there. Kicking cancer at Century Link Field. You sent an email out a couple of weeks ago wanting people to play soccer. I said, I'm in. Nobody else is. It's like Slick Hawk and I are the only two in. There's a lot more than that, actually. All right. Tell uh, us about the event. This is going to be a lot of fun. So we had this idea, I want to say about a month and a half ago. Uh, I, we kind of, I spread this up and said, let's see if we can make it into something. And we did. And it's the idea that let's just have listeners play us, oh, our KJ personalities, Perfect. in soccer games. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I, exactly. Over, under, and how many injuries are going to be in this game. Fake injuries or real injuries? Re- real injuries. Oh, real injuries? Oh, come on. This is like when the Mariners broadcasters played in the pickup basketball game and everyone got hurt someone and multiple people from our station they are going to get hurt in this well let's hope no listeners get hurt uh we oh, we our listeners have. are probably athletes the we're good not news, the good news is that our squad will have backups sitting on uh sitting on the bench if good. we need them to come in great <laughs> they, now those backups are terry blunt and the gas man so oh, Jesus. uh yeah we're screwed no but uh we're it's this idea that let's just have listeners play our personalities in so- in a so- soccer matches okay. so right now it's going to include slick hawk uh niner nate's gonna be part of it i'm um, trying to get chuck to be a part of it what a squad you are playing i'm, I'm playing 
Uh, Softy is doing a staycation that week, so he's oh, not on the air. Jesus. But but he has told me that he will come down to CenturyLink Field and play in this game. First of all, he's going to play. Two, what the hell does a staycation? If you take vacation, get out of town. <laughs> so he's going to stay in town. So Softy is going to be playing. Uh, I've, uh, we th- I think Mark Crochelle said he's going to try to be there as well. We have a few more oh, people. I think Crochelle will be a great goalie. You know, Furness was like an all-state goalie at O'Day. Right. Why doesn't he commit to this Well, thing? this is what I'm wondering. This is all about Purple Sheet right now because I've told him, let's just have Ian do his show from CenturyLink and, sure. then, and then he can come down to the field. It works out perfectly. So we're, we're trying to make that happen. And then uh, there's a few uh, celebrity names from our end, uh, guys that you hear all the time on our station okay. that I'm trying to So the ones you play. have confirmed now for from us are myself, Niner Nate, and Slickhawk. And Softy. And softy. And myself. And, and you. And Chuck isn't confirmed, but... Wow. Uh, this is... I mean, we're, we're going to kill gonna people. We're going to stomp people. I'm, I'm coming up fully geared. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm having shin guards. I'm buying, uh, I'm buying new soccer shoes. I'm going to wear the little... Because I got long hair. I'm going to wear the little headband that oh, they God, wear. The whole thing. Super tight shirt. I'm coming for... And I'm coming oh, for blood. Geez. I'm coming for blood. Slide so tackles. If oh, slide tackle. I'm pushing and shoving people. Well, Are there be, referees in there, this? See, that's the next part. Is I, I was going to get up. red card. So a couple of my broadcast partners, uh, Danny Jackson and Wade Weber. Uh, Wade oh, Weber I'll take the, Danny Jackson wants to play. I'll take him out. No, they're going to be the referees, so they're going to be able to to call stuff and give you red card if needed. Oh well. So then I then I'll headbutt them. Uh, so <laughs> it's June 28th, Thursday, June 28th, from three to four thirty at CenturyLink Field. KJR staff against the listeners soccer match. <laughs> listeners can purchase their tickets to uh, play online at sportsradiokjr.com. Now this begins Monday, right? right? This is so Monday that'll go live on the website. Okay, it goes live Monday on the website, June 18th, 6 a.m. It will end on Tuesday, June 26th at 12 p.m. The charity to be, uh, to benefit was strong against cancer. And KJR cares a thon. The ticket package is there. Strong Against Cancer course. I mean, why would you not want to be a part of this? Uh, the national team of doctors, nurses, researchers, hospitals, companies, and donors group has come together to raise awareness and money for promising new uh, immunotherapy treatment developed at the Bentown Center for Childhood Cancer Research at Seattle Children's Hospital. So join us. If you fancy yourself a soccer player and would like to kick our ass, Sign up starting Monday at 6 a.m. Here's the cool thing. One, you get to play soccer. Two, you get to play against us. We're terrible. <laughs> but I'm telling you, who's the guy that bit the one guy? Suarez? Yeah, Luis Suarez. I'll yeah. bite. I'll bite. I'll punch. <laughs> I'll kick. I play violent. I play to win. So you can embarrass us. And then in addition to this package, there's 12 roster spots, 400 bucks each. You also get a sweet ticket. You get a scarf. You get to be part of this event and embarrass us. It couldn't be better. And the, the, here's the thing about it. You get a play on CenturyLink's field. Yeah. Think about that. Your chance to play the field to where the Sounders and, of course, the Seahawks play. So that all goes live Monday at 6 a.m. Kicking cancer at CenturyLink Field. All right, the 11 o'clock hour is going to bring you uncomfortable but funny radio. And also coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, uh, we will check in with Dave Sims, Mariners broadcaster. Neil Scott's been chomping at the bit. He has got breaking news in five minutes.